welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. My mic is on. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. <laughs> did, you, did you hear the squeak of Rebecca and I both checking to make sure ours were on? <laughs> it's always a good thing to check before you get too deep in. I mean, there's sound waves, so something's happening. I can't really see that. Maybe Now you, I can. It's bigger. Maybe they're EVPs. Ooh. Ew. Let's not segue with that one. Can I tell you about something gross and awful? Well, so should we tell them the theme? I was about to say, can oh, we yeah. tell them what we're doing before you dive on in? I mean, uh, So since the last three episodes were all things out of our wheelhouse that made us all slight... Well, mine didn't make me too uncomfortable. But, it made uh, us uncomfortable. You're welcome. Uh, Rebecca came up with the grand idea of having a bonus episode where we try to make each other uncomfortable. Yay. Yay. So why do we listen to that bitch? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, because she knows all the technical woo woo stuff that makes this run. Truth. I'm the magician. You are the magician. I, so. I know as a very specific person who's like cringing right now. Haha, ha, I'm in charge of the electronics. <laughs> eh, they'll get over it. Eh. Okay. No. Tiffany, I'm guessing you're chomping at the bit. So mine is short, but I saw it and I had a really hard time figuring out what would make, what would make both of you uncomfortable. And I think this is going to do the trick. So before, okay, before we begin, Ashley, we were just talking about a lady who gave birth to 69 children. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Imagine if she had gone through with this. Actually, well, no, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're on like episode, what, 150 that were recorded and we still can't do this. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So in 1906, obstetrician Bernhard Kronig and obstetricians, that's plural, and Carl Gauss came up with the idea of giving women certain drugs while they were giving birth. We're talking about twilight sleep. You know what twilight sleep is? I watched Mad Men. Is that a you, madman? Yes. yes. Oh, well, fuck. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Was, is that seriously it? Is that... <laughs> okay, well, I'm certain we have listeners who, like, haven't listened to or watched <laughs> Mad Men. What a letdown is this, man? <laughs> okay, well, I hope this makes other people uncomfortable because it made me uncomfortable. It's just Rebecca's defense mechanism. She has to call out the subject before. Well, it's a game to see if I can call it out. So Twilight Sleep is something that was created to help women give birth painlessly and without having to remember it. But what really happened was they didn't remember being pinned and tied up and like having stuff shoved in their ears and mouth hole to calm them down while they were going through craziness. So these two obstetricians decided that scopolamine and morphine would help with childbirth. Morphine would provide pain relief while scopolamine, a component of plants in the nightshade family, would cause drowsiness, amnesia, and euphoria. Uh, the idea was that they'd give enough of the two drugs that the pain would be reduced without making them unconscious and it would um, give them amnesia afterwards. They wouldn't remember the traumatic events that aren't traumatic because you're supposed to be pain-free. Whatever. <laughs> because drugs is the reason women's health care is so great. Right. I don't so, remember it. It's great. Don't worry. You know, they've never done anything to women who are giving birth that could cause them harm or against their, you know, will or anything like that. It's fine. 
I hope you all picked up on the copious amounts of sarcasm in that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My mouth is wet from all the dripping sarcasm. So they started to give this drug combination to patients at the Women's Clinic of the State University of Baden in Baden, Germany. Could be Baden. I like Baden. By 1907, Gauze was giving it to all of his pregnant patients. And people were like freaking out about this new twilight sleep. Like these women would come home and be like, it was a breeze. I don't remember a thing. I feel great. So some would go on to have multiple babies under this. And everybody was like, man, this sounds too good to be true. Surprise. It is. What they would do is when patients first began to experience labor pains, he'd give them a dose of morphine and scopolamine. And then he would only give them doses of the scopolamine after that. Which means it would prevent them from remembering the pain, but it didn't prevent them from feeling it. Then why even give them the morphine in the first yeah. place? I guess maybe to relax them enough to let the scopolamine take effect? I don't know. But what they ended up doing was restraining the women to the beds, using straight jackets or straps on the arms and legs, bandaging their eyes, inserting cotton into their ears to stop them injuring, uh, as ways to help stop them injuring themselves and um, calm, like, not hear the screaming that they're doing of coming themselves. From them? Mm-hmm. Prevent them from thrashing around. The women would wake up and be like, oh, this is great. Sometimes they wouldn't recognize, like, realize they'd given birth and they'd be like, holy shit, there's a baby. But they thought this was great. Yay. This was a huge danger because you're pinning these women down as they're giving birth and restraining them and holding them, I guess, technically not against their will. I mean, they didn't sign up to be restrained. Truth. They signed up for the medication to help them. But... I mean, if these women didn't know what the procedure was, then it is against their yeah. will. That is the big thing. This was not... There was one thing I read that said there were people trying to, like, ask them questions or do interviews or, like, see the process firsthand, and they refused to let them do it. And they were like, oh, that's not sketchy at all. Let's investigate. Yeah. But they weren't uh, very clear with the process beforehand. Just as an FYI, if you're having anything done to yourself by a medical professional, you do have the right to know what what that is and you are allowed to ask questions Absolutely. and you are allowed to like if you're giving birth and your doctor is like all right we're gonna do this and it's not something you want to do you can tell him no and unless it's like your life is in danger no i don't want that epidural i think you're gonna want it honey no fuck off now in my case <laughs> it was bitch give me that epidural like now i felt a pain in my like little hip area for like half a second give me the epidural but <laughs> it's fine my child's mostly normal so in the u.s there was such a high demand that the doctors there weren't enough doctors to do this as women who wanted it which meant that the doctors would be like oh fuck okay you this is what you need to give them do it and you've got people who aren't properly trained giving morphine and the other one I have trouble saying. Scopolamine. Thank you. Which caused issues. So there were a lot of overdoses. Thank you. God. <laughs> I'm so thrown off by the fact that Rebecca is unimpressed that I am losing words. When you have these overdoses, some of the stuff can, you know, 
seeping through the placenta. Oh, no. Which meant that you were having babies who were born pinkish colors, not breathing properly, having to be... It's like there's an entire governing body to make sure the Windstop is released onto the market. This shit doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. Was that around at this time? No. Okay. And even then, I think the FDA was founded maybe around this time, but they weren't like regulating nearly as much as right. they do now. So the woman who helped popularize the method in the U.S., Frances Carmody, passed away giving birth in 1915. She was using the twilight sleep method, but her death was related to, or said to be related to hemorrhaging and not the twilight sleep. But after her death, the popularity in it diminished quickly, which is good because, yeah. you know, that's that's not something you want. It was still used up until the 60s, though. There were journalists who were trying to ixnay this and exposed conditions of inside birthing wards with burn marks left by women struggling in their drug state against their restraints. Because that's, you know, totally normal to do when you're giving birth. What, be restrained? Like, wake up and be like, I don't remember giving birth, but what are these burn marks? No big deal. <laughs> Well, why is my child having troubles and struggling to breathe and in the NICU right now? It's fine. I don't remember. So it's all okay. I'm sorry. I got very angry when I read about Twilight Sleep and I thought it would make Rebecca uncomfortable because of birthing stuff and you because you're a mom and you've been through that and you're like social justice warrior and would be pissed off. (laughs) But like neither one of you were impressed. So fuck it. Let's hear something else. Something else. It was still an interesting topic. It was interesting, and us knowing about it didn't make it any less interesting. Well, it just didn't make us uncomfortable, as you hoped for. It just also means you need to watch Mad Men. Yes. What is that on? Netflix. Okay. Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I will watch it. I'll go next. It's not going to be what y'all expect it to be. Well, we didn't expect to be caught under a boulder either. True. Today, we're going to be talking about Brazilian wandering spiders. Oh, you said Brazilian woo, and I was like, oh, Brazilian waxes. That would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, they are hairless yes. spiders. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be talking about today. Brazilian waxes. All right. I mean, that sounds terrifying. Right? Yeah. No. No, thank you. I think that would make us all uncomfortable. I'll cover that one next since you guys know what Twilight Sleep is already. We know what Brazilian we, waxes yeah. are, too. Shut up. So the Brazilian wandering spiders are also called armed spiders or banana spiders. They belong to the genus Phenetria, which means murderous in Greek. Oh. And that's probably because they are one of the most venomous spiders on Earth. I don't. Where do they live? Brazil. Mostly in Brazil and the surrounding areas. Because, you know, we'll get Brazilian. There. I realize that's a dumb spider. question, but I want to make sure it didn't like immigrate over or migrate over from like what it sounds like it's from, which is Australia. It sounds like it's from Australia. It does sound like an Australian critter. But no, this one is from Brazil. All right. The Guinness Book of World Records has named the Brazilian wandering spider the world's most venomous spider for multiple years. How many world records does evolution hold? (laughs) Congrats. Does evolution hold? The most poisonous spider, the biggest whale. Oh, no. We should. Oh, there you go. We should do a Guinness World Records. I'm uncomfortable. That would be fun. Yay. I can make it work. World's longest, longest. The term Brazilian wandering spider actually refers to not just one spider, but nine different varieties of extremely venomous spider species found primarily in South and Central America, especially Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and Guyana. 
Because why not have more than one ways to kill you? Dumb ways to die. We should ask your uh, stepmom if she's ever seen one. A Brazilian wandering spider? Yeah, she's Peruvian. She would have run away very fast. So they are very large with their bodies reaching up to two inches and their leg spans about six inches. Yes, I got the uncomfortable noise. I don't the like species very I know. <laughs> <laughs> the species vary in color, though all are hairy, mostly brown, and may have a black spot on their bellies. Um, according to Joanne Nina Sawali, who is an arachnologist. At the University of the West Indies in Trinidad. That job sounds fun. <laughs> the arachnids are, call, are, quote, called wandering spiders because they do not build webs, but wander hunting for prey. Hmm. Uh, wander on the forest floor at night hunting for prey. They spend most of their day hiding under logs or in crevices and come out to hunt at night. They eat insects, other spiders, and sometimes small amphibians, reptiles, and mice. Because of the toxicity of their bite, their alarming-looking posture, these spiders have a reputation for being aggressive. But these mm-hmm. behaviors are actually defense mechanisms. Could you imagine, like, an aggressive spider from, like, Jumanji coming up no. to you and being like, I <laughs> No. Like, I'm just picturing, like, a spider crawling up the back of this couch, and I'm very mean, like that one? <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> checks anyway when threatened they will raise their first two pairs of legs same (laughs) (laughs) this dramatic and intimidating posture exposes the scarlet hair surrounding the fangs on some of the species their threatened stance serves as a warning indicating to predators that the poisonous spider is ready to attack i'm sorry you guys missed rebecca's interpretive dance (laughs) i just raised my hands but Very it was quite aggressive. Dramatic and aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, their bites are a mean of self-defense and only done if they are provoked intentionally or by accident. In almost all spider species, the female is larger than the male. And this is no different in the Brazilian wandering spider. Males approach females cautiously when attempting to mate. Hey, guys, do this. (laughs) (laughs) Approach with caution. According to the biology department of the University of Wisconsin, males perform a dance to get females' attention. And the males often fight each other over the female. I'm here for the dancing. I mean, you could fight over me. I'm not completely mad about that. The female can be picky. She often turns down many males before choosing the one she will mate with. Once she does pick one, the male needs to watch out. Females often attack the male once the deed is finished. Mm, Same. Same. (laughs) The female can then store the sperm in a separate chamber from the eggs until she is ready to fertilize them. Ew. She will lay up to a thousand eggs, which are kept safe in a silk spun egg sack. Ew. Thousand little baby eggs. Ew. No. Brazilian wandering spider's venom is a complex cocktail of toxins, protein, and peptides. Yum. (laughs) Stay tuned for our drink of the week. What was it? Poisons? Toxins, proteins, and peptides. Toxins, protein, peptides, peptobismol. Diarrhea, (laughs) that's what it was. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, when you have toxins, proteins, peptides, diarrhea. Sorry. That was like, (laughs) (laughs) Brazilian spider. However, these bites are rare and only 2.3% of bites were treated with anti-venom. 
quote, it is unlikely that a spider would inject all of its venom into you, as this venom is not only needed as a means of defense, but to immobilize prey, Sawali says. That's oddly not comforting. Unless they're trying to mobilize you, you should be fine. So if it did inject all of its venom, it would have to wait until the body manufactured more before it could hunt. That would leave the spider vulnerable to being attacked by predators. However, if you are bitten, be aware that the venom affects the ion channels and chemical receptors in the victim's neuromuscular system. After a human is bitten by one of these spiders, they will likely experience initial symptoms such as burning pain at the side of the bite, sweating, and goosebumps. Within 30 minutes, symptoms become systemic and include high or low blood pressure, fast or slow heartbeat, nausea, abdominal cramping, hypothermia, vertigo, blurred vision, convulsions, and excessive sweating associated with shock. Diarrhea. Yay. (laughs) Dopismol. Not sponsored. (laughs) Not sponsored. It should be with our gassy selves over here. Mm. In addition to intense pain and possible medical complications, bites from spiders are intensely painful and cause priapism, which is a potentially harmful and painful erection that can last for many hours and lead to impotence. (laughs) Call your doctor if it lasts for more than four (laughs) hours. You should just call your doctor. Due to this odd side effect, several studies have looked into incorporating the venom into drugs for erectile dysfunction. I mean, that would make sense. Aloes are weird, man. What are aloes? (laughs) Aloes sexuals like y'all people. (laughs) Like it could cause, you know, impotence and for stop to stop working. But for a brief time, it works great. It works great. It might hurt, but you can get laid. Look, a lot of things in the medical community stem from, oh, that's a cool side effect. Let's see if we can isolate it. So I get it. Yes, but from spider bites? Well, hold on. I mean, (laughs) the significance of the nitric oxide is clear when the science behind an erection is considered. The brain senses sexual arousal in the body and certain neurons produce nitric oxide, a message telling the body to get started in making an erection. A cascade of biochemical steps occur, one of which includes the production of an enzyme dubbed (laughs) CGMP. This enzyme causes smooth muscles of the penis's two cylinders to relax so that the blood can rush in and fill up the now expandable tubes. Cylinders? They have two cylindrical parts inside the penis. What? And those relax so that the blood can go. They usually are engorged so that the penis isn't constantly filled with blood. What? CGMP. Cocktail muscle penis. (laughs) I've been wanting to say that since you first said CGMP and I didn't have an opportunity. A human penis can hold about 10 times more blood when erect compared with its non-erect state. I could see that. Quote, all of this leads to vasodilation of vessels that go through the penis and also relaxation of those cylindrical tube muscles. They need to relax so blood will come inside and that's how you get an erection because the blood gets trapped in the penis. But erections don't last forever. And if they do, call your doctor. (laughs) I get why you chose this topic. <laughs> Can we talk about spiders now? I love, I was freaked out by done. spiders. She's freaked out by penis. Kudos. The erectile party crasher, a substance <laughs> called PDE5, breaks down the CGMP and in turn transforms the erect penis into its normal limp state. The most popular erectile dysfunction drugs, Viagra, Cialis, and Levtra, work by blocking this party crasher. The spider chemical works in a different manner, affecting an earlier step in the erection process. Somehow the toxins up the amount of nitric oxide, which sort of sets into motion the erection. 
The scientists suggest that a combination of the synthetic version of the spider venom with a drug like Viagra would result in a magnified effect. Bravo, spiders. Studies are still in place. I'll follow up with more information out about spider boners. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what my notes are called on my work computer. Spider boner, spider boner. (laughs) Does does whatever whatever a spider boner does. does. (laughs) We're so dumb. So there's your spider boners. I love spider boners. (laughs) You were so uncomfortable five minutes ago. That reminds me of the daddy schlong legs picture. Oh, ew. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the daddy schlong legs meme, look it up. It's great. It's fantastic. Spider boner. Mm, spider boner. This is awesome. You want to make us uncomfortable now? Well, I only, I'm thinking we're only going to see, succeed in making you uncomfortable. Well, fuck. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> Ashley will probably find this super, super interesting. Huzzah! Okay, so not going to lie, that was the problem I was facing when I was looking up topics. I was like, oh, this will make Rebecca really uncomfortable. Ashley will find twisted humor in this. So instead you found something we both heard about before. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Although the there is back. one fact that Ashley will greatly dislike. Thor told me about this. I don't hate Thor. <laughs> you won't friend him. I never will. So you hate him. I don't. Uh, Rebecca's brother has tried friend requesting Ashley on Discord numerous times, and now it's a point of contention where Ashley refuses to. Friend yeah, him. he was a guest on episode sixteen. Good God, that yeah, was a while ago, long, long time ago. Baby podcasters, how sweet and innocent were we? Okay. I was never innocent. So Greg Newkirk and Dana Matthews are the founders and curators of the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult. I Ooh. checked; they're not coming here anytime soon. Damn which they call the world's only museum full of haunted, cursed, and paranormally significant artifacts that comes to you. Ew. Yes. No. We should have hired them for Tiffany's birthday. Right? Ew. There's, I, there's still time. There's still there's time. There's still there time. There is not. There is time. I'm sure they have. We'll send them a Facebook you message. You underestimate what I can do when I want to do something, which isn't often. Not often <laughs> at all. So given the pair's obvious dedication to Democrat... So the pair wants their collection <laughs> to be like widely available. Uh, for sure. So it comes to no surprise that they are attempting to 3D scan and 3D print everything they have. What? That would offer an even wider access to haunted objects like a mirror that has given countless people strange and disturbing visions and yeah. a piece of the most iconic haunted house in history. But it wouldn't be the actual item. That's no fun. Yeah, but you don't have to tell Tiffany that. Valid. I would still be afraid. And sometimes the power is from like what you give the subject. So if it represents the subject... Copy, that's like saying copy paste motherfucker copy paste motherfucker that's like talking about that doll that could be also called bob robert we like robert he's I nice hate i was about to say why do you hate robert you not uh, no not him he's wonderful he's great don't haunt me uh but rebecca <laughs> continue on with your awful topic choice so 3d print every item scan them whatever every object blah 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 and things were going great and until they met Billy. Who's Billy? Billy is an African idol who was discovered under a home in Dayton, Ohio. He was wrapped in a burlap sack. Oh, that's never a good sign. Probably not. He's also believed to be cursed because he causes terrible nightmares. Animalist activity, which is like another word for, you know, not nice. <laughs> And feelings of dread in the clients who stumbled upon him. Shortly after he was donated, the curators started experiencing activity that ranged from technological malfunctions to phenomena consistent when poltergeist 
start haunting places. Poltergeist are the worst. <laughs> visitors also reported these things happening. Huh. The visitors would report strange things like vivid dreams after visiting the idol. Others reported that the media that they took at the museum, so everything from like videos, pictures, audio, what have you, would either become mysteriously corrupted or just completely disappear. I don't like that. Well, <laughs> could you say that into the mic? <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> So they obviously held EVP sessions with Billy, eventually going from guttural screams coming from Billy to calling people by name, referencing past events, and sometimes even joking. No. Oh, Billy. No. Right? Don't owe Billy him. Such a jokester. Oh, Billy, uh, peace be with you. Peace out, home skillet. (laughs) Peace be with you, not in my house. So after a while, something weird started to happen. Museum visitors started just bringing Billy offerings. This resulted in their lives dramatically changing positively. Some of them even reported being safe from like horrific car accidents. Huh. All right. Side note, if ever I'm a poltergeist, this is going to be what you're going to have to do for me. Leave me offerings. If you ever become a poltergeist. Yeah. I thought you said if you're ever around a poltergeist, we have to give offerings on your behalf no i want offerings oh we know that's all the reason you want a um grave site so people can bring offerings to you oh yeah no i'm not gonna be buried there but i will definitely have like a shrine where you can leave like a bench or something i was gonna say that's why you want to have a live the day after your birthday but Gravesite, shrine, same thing. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Okay. So eventually, Billy started appearing in Greg's dreams with messages and even plans for ways to presumably contact the dead. Ew. No. (laughs) Wait, Billy? Yeah. Presented plans to contact the dead? Oh, Billy. We should be friends. Little DIYer. No. smart. Look at him. He has good communication skills. Why are you hating on him? I... He just wants to help. Maybe he's trying to contact somebody so that he can be free. So after some good old-fashioned research, it's believed Billy is from the Congo region and used to belong to a a tribal healer. It's assumed Billy communicated through dreams, teaching the tribal healer things like how to heal the sick, punish criminals, and divine the future. The idol would often act as a bridge between the living and the dead, and offerings would be given to the spirit in return for favors. So another nickname for Billy is the Idol of Nightmares. And he remains active and communicative in the Newkirk collection and has become a de facto mascot of the museum. I don't like it. The Idol of Nightmares. That would be a good stage name. So why are we talking about Billy? Because he's awesome. Because 3D printing was problematic. Uh, Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) What happened? No, I don't want to know. Take it back. (laughs) There's a YouTube video of Billy. Yeah, well, Billy's in it, and they like it shows them three D attempting to three D scan him, and then attempting to three D print. It is bonkers. Okay, um, so Dana Matthews reported that the problem is that Dave Matthews, Dana Matthews reported that the problem is that the scan started confusing the ghosts that haunt the objects, or at least that's what they think is happening when they were scanning Billy. So what she specifically said is, in the case of Billy, he kept literally putting up a wall in front of his face every time we tried to scan it. We had to sit down and conduct an EVP session with him to find out what he was just concerned about the scanning process. He didn't understand what we were trying to do to him. And that's exactly what it looks like in the video. You can see them with the camera trying to take a 3D scan. Disclaimer, I don't 100% understand how magic electronics work. <laughs> but when you see it on the computer screen of them trying to scan it, it literally looks like a try- it's the camera is trying to pick up something else in front of his face. 
and huh. there's even like captured images of them like holding the camera like sort of like above his head it's looking down but in the image on the computer screen it looks like it's looking up oh yeah Ew. That's no. Cool. No. Yeah. I want to try and 3D scan more haunted objects no. now. No. Stop. <laughs> so is it the science talk or the idol who doesn't want to be scanned that's giving you? Leave Billy alone. Let him rest in peace. Well, they talked to him. No, let him go rest in peace. They recorded peace the session. The- oh. Would you like to hear the transcript yes. of the session? Yes. Billy, why are you not letting us 3D scan your face? That's mine, fucker. Is it going to hurt me? I mean. Wait, that's mine, fuckers what? That's mine, fucker. Like, that's my face. Oh, I like Billy. <laughs> Is there something that you would like us to give you before you allow us to 3D scan you? Yes. Do you understand what we're doing? I don't want to be scanned. Oh, leave him alone. So the team offered him tobacco because that's what the team did. They were like... Con- trying to talk to him be like we'll offer you this if you let us do this we'll offer you this that we promise it's not going to hurt you trying to explain it in ways he would understand it so it took them about 30 hours to scan billy good god alone you're gonna haunt everybody he's gonna get angry and just like ghostbusters ectoplasm all over people (laughs) (laughs) so it took them 30 hours talking to billy and negotiating with him they finally got a scan and they went to 3d print it and it melted in the printer Billy said, oh. fuck you guys. Yeah. He's like, you didn't tell me you were printing. You said you were scanning. Uh-uh. Oh, Billy. I'm so oh, sorry. Billy. <laughs> so there is a few articles. There's not a whole lot of historical information on Billy because he was found under a house in Ohio. In Ohio. But the video, it's like a five minute YouTube video. It's super interesting. And like when you're watching them attempt to scan the statue, it looks like it's trying to pick up something in front of his face and Ew. won't actually scan him. Ew. That's fascinating. So, yeah, I started looking into it, gave up trying to disturb both of you. So I disturbed the one that's least likely to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. Don't like that. So were they ever able to scan him and print him? Eventually. Okay. It wasn't great. It's not a perfect reproduction. No. I don't like that at all. Like, that's the kind of shit that's going to cause the world to explode because people are going to push their boundaries and they're going to make Billy really mad and he's just going to, like, go crazy and start fucking up everything. And it's all going to be because these stupid people wanted to... It's capitalism. They wanted to profit off of his scan by sending it out to other people. And poor Billy just wanted to be left alone. And now we're all going to be haunted. You good? No. <laughs> you did it, Rebecca. I did it. <laughs> and you let me go last because so there's no distracting. Oh, but yeah, if you also if you listen to the video, you get to like watch them ask Billy questions on the recorder and then go back and listen to the recording. And while the recording responses aren't that great. I can't remember what the rating system is, but they weren't clear and you had to be told what they were saying in order to understand it. But the people who worked with them all the time seemed to understand exactly what he was saying. So I'm going to need you to send me a link so we can watch it after we record. Right next to Tiffany. I don't like that. I do. He's not here yet. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Let's talk about happy things. My birthday is coming up. Tiffany has a birthday. All right. Well, let's plan your birthday after we wrap up and roll out okay she wanted to announce the live i think oh <laughs> yes there was a segu in there is that what that was yeah it wasn't a good one but it's fine so my birthday's on a monday but that tuesday august 3rd because my birthday's august 2nd uh we're doing a live 
Our first one since St. Patrick's Day 2020. Right before the world shut down. Yes. Yeah. It was March 17th. And that was whenever my mom sat us down and told us, hey, that was, uh, sorry, found out my mom had breast cancer, but everything's good now. She's in remission. Yes. That was a crazy day. But that was the last time we did a live. So now we're going to do a birthday live. Birthday live for Woo. Tiffany. Oh, it's not, you know, a live for us because, you know, we've been missing you guys and wanted to do a live. It's for my birthday. So come along. Enjoy. Let's all celebrate together. Let's do it. So stay tuned to social media. We'll be posting all of the information where you can find the stream and do all the magic stuff all the black magic woo woo stuff as rebecca calls it yep so find us on all of our social medias and we will uh have the details on there but on that note remember friends everyone has something that they find odd let us tell you why it's not if you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss you can share them with us on any of our social medias links can be found at the ladies of strange at gmail.com nope nope (laughs) ladiesofstrange.com in all honesty, we're easiest to reach on Discord. Join the Discord. Or you can email to us at theladyofstrange at gmail.com. That's where that goes. There you go. We did it. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, tell the ladies to stop freaking me out. That'd be great. Hey, Tiffany. Or join us on Discord. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends you're all amazing. I hope you all have a great day. And Billy I says, love you. bye. Bye. God, I hate you all. Keep it strange, lovely. It's not you, Billy. You're cool. Stay away. Keep it spooky. Goodbye. Oh, look at that.